With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Started today. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, 1105 on a Monday. With you till all towards the top of the hour, bottom of the hour, Nick Olson uh, from 247sportscyclonealert.com. He will join us. We'll take a look at Iowa State taking on LSU. You know what? I don't even know. Who's the interim coach? Uh, it's a name that I had never heard of. He was an assistant on the staff. Cause didn't I there, have no idea. There was another assistant, I think, that was also let go. As was there the Will Wade firing? Yeah, so yeah, they're down a couple of staff members on yeah, top of it. This is a great draw form. Yes, it really is a great draw form. A, it's close. Mm-hmm. An eleven seed, you could have gone anywhere. Does Wisconsin scare you? No, no. Well, look, I think Davis is hurt. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, yes. significantly hurt. Right. This isn't the same guy. And without him, they're not good. They're not. They're not. Now cover your you know what's if you play him because Davison is still going to be out there. Uh-huh. Um, you got to have that in the back of your mind. Uh, you know, I can't recommend this enough for you Hawkeye fans out there. Um, and it's a buck a month. The athletic, This piece on Fran McCaffrey, mm-hmm. if you think you know your head coach, you don't. You just don't. Until you, until you go back and read this piece from a guy from Philadelphia. And he talks to more people that were part. Have you read it yet? No, I haven't. Oh, no. my God, it's good. I'm looking forward to that. Brendan Quinn is the guy's name uh-huh. that wrote it. And it is a really good read on, you know, what uh, growing up like was like for McCaffrey and his dad. I had no idea about some of the stuff his dad, you know, not bad stuff by any means. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong there. Don't take it that way. Um, cop, chief of police, I think he was. And uh, the guy that, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Just just read it. Yeah. If you get I'm a looking chance. Looking forward to that one. In- indeed. A very, very good read. All right. So Drake and you and I, they both get an opportunity to, to keep playing, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake, uh, good for them. Uh, you and I, likewise, that you and I will be in the loo. Now, help me out with this. Drake gets how many home games? Uh, I I would believe as many as they keep winning. Is that right? Yeah. I, as the one seed? Yes. I, I mean, this isn't a highest bidder gets the home court? Well, very well could be that, too. I think that's how it was when this fern- tournament was first. Yes. Um, but I would also against. guess as the one seed, they maybe bid the most? That's how they got their one seed? Maybe. <laughs> So I mean, if a team that stinks comes in with a bigger check, yep, you're the one. Uh, these tournaments are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, they are. Just a little bit here. Uh, with a win, they would take on the winner of VMI UNC Wilmington. So who's the biggest name? Is there a Power 5 school in, in the mix in the uh, tournament? Scrolling through, no. I didn't think so. No Power 5 in here. It's Stephen F. Austin's the four, Middle Tennessee State the two. Ohio, the Bobcats, the three, mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic. That's kind of what you're getting here. So a lot of mid-major love. This is a mid-major tournament. Yep. What a Drake tournament win. 
do? You know what? Mm. How much buzz would it create? It's lost in the shuffle. It, it does, but remember, like when Iowa made that run to the NIT, and when Iowa, Iowa State, State did the same. Yes, that created buzz. It absolutely did. And it's you got to keep winning, right? Yep. Because at first it's a mm-hmm. disappointing not to be there. As they go further, right. then yeah. But um, but for the I mean, the needle movers are different, right? You got to put them in a different category. If it's I were Iowa State, look, we're going to find something to talk about those two schools at the end of June mm-hmm. or <laughs> the middle of May, right? Because uh, that's what it's good for business. Um, I don't know. I don't know what kind of buzz will be around it. And they play, you said Saturday morning? Saturday morning. Now, I just got a uh, note from Sean Roberts. Uh No home games. Is this all in one? Did they put this thing in Vegas? I don't know. I think that was the talk of them doing that. Now I'm going to have to do a little more research here. I was under the impression that that is a home site to begin with. Well, there certainly was. Now, Sean would know because Sean's got the weekend off. If they were at home, (laughs) he would have uh, other responsibilities. Well, I'm clicking on the website right now. Let's see what we can find out. Find out. Yeah. The field is set. Buy tickets. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets. Where would these tickets be? That's what we got to figure out. Uh, They're at Ocean Center. That's where these games are going to be played. In Dayton Beach. Dayton Beach. Florida. So they all go there. I guess, yeah. I, that's connecting dots. That's what it is. Learn something new every day. Indeed in, in we do. All right, Rob Doster coming up in uh, in a couple of minutes. He will join us. We'll break down the uh, the bracket. Rob, see what uh, where he thought they, the committee went wrong. Uh, as, as we talked about at the beginning of the program, if your biggest beef, and I think that is the biggest beef, was uh, the Tennessee's a three and should have been a two. Then, for the most part, I think they did a pretty darn good job. I get the play in games. You want a couple of, uh, of brands in there, and they mm-hmm. certainly have that uh, in, in the um, in tomorrow and Wednesday. I remember last year thinking that, because um, that has always been the case, but being thoroughly entertained yeah. coming to work after the Tuesday games and the Wednesday games in anticipation. Wyoming, Indiana. It's pretty good. I think Wyoming. Well, we alive saw there. firsthand how Wyoming. Now it's it's easier to get to, you know, to Vegas, oh, right? Um, but they was they. I mean, like we weren't all over Vegas, mm-hmm. but I saw more Wyoming fans than any other fan base. I think so. I saw quite a few New Mexico State fans also that were playing in the WAC tournament. Mm-hmm. Saw quite a few of those down there. But you're right, and I think it's also. That brown and yellow, it just yeah, pops. Yeah, right. It it does. Does. You see it. Yeah. You're not mistaking that for anybody no. else. Those colors together, you certainly see that. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I like that matchup. I think it'll be a good game. I already, In fact, that was my first bet, Wyoming. Was it? Plus four. Uh, jumped on that right away. And then Rutgers, Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, that's a weird one. When you look at their resume, because, well, they finished second in the ACC, they got 22 there was wins. more ACC teams got in than I thought there would be. At five. That surprised me. They were four and nine against the first two quadrants. Uh. First two quadrants. Four and nine. So is that is that a uh, um, a sign of the tournament wants a big name? Well, who would you rather have there, Notre Dame or Dayton? Well, yeah, that's just it. Right? Day, day before St. Patrick's Day, hey, let's put Notre Dame in that game. <laughs> that's a good point. A little something maybe there, too. Yeah. This is ultimately TV shows, right? Uh-huh. It's a TV uh, product. I never thought of it that way. It could be on something. Uh-huh. I'm not wearing my tinfoil hat with that one. No. Uh, should we take a break so we can get a, a good long Rob Doster hit? Uh, we we can, yeah. Because I, I'd hate to cut him short. No, he's got plenty of time when he, when he finishes work, though, so... 
We can push Osen back, too. Well, yeah, let's take a quick break, and we'll get to that when we come back. Good uh, guy. Miller Good and call. Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year, and there's only a few days left to join in on all of the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook giving customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team and win $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, that's it. That's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers. Also, you can bet on college games, you existing customers like Ken and myself, with their same game parlays. What you do, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO. Bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets. If they win... You win. You must use the promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum, just $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Nigget is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is the teammate your small business needs. Locally owned and located in Urbandale, Global Direct Mail and Marketing can help your small business create the high-quality print materials your business needs to succeed. Whether it's business cards, flyers, business forms, letterhead, calendars, or a mail piece to attract new customers, Global Direct Mail and Marketing is ready to go to work for you today. Save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need. Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. Madness? Madness? Madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds means higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling tribute, call details today. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A couple of notes before we get to Rob Doster. How about the poor SOB that spent over half a million dollars on Saturday night? He was the winning bidder, he or she, the winning bidder on Tom Brady's final touchdown pass. Oh, no. Can you imagine? It was like, I think it's, it was over $500,000. So let's say five fifty. Spent that Saturday night winning bidder. 
Brady's final touchdown. 24 hours later, he announces he's coming back. So what do you do? Well, it's the final Tampa Bay touchdown. <laughs> You're gonna die on that. I, I, okay, I get it. But you got, that's not. It's nothing wrong with that. But let's say it's his final touch. So what do you do? You're buying something that's. You no, know, this was supposed. I bought his final touchdown. This check can't clear, can it? Maybe it already has. But don't you? That's not what you bought. It was at the time. I'm sure there is plenty of legal oh, written work on that for one. For sure, you are buying this, and if. Circumstances changes. Now it's just another touchdown pass in Tom Brady's career. One of hundreds. One of hundreds. And, and you and you bought it thinking it was his last one. Uh, uh, other notes, Fernando Tatis is out for three months. I didn't see that. Just broke. Um, okay. Apparently he's got a fractured wrist. Uh-huh. And he's waiting until today to have surgery on it, uh, which will keep him out of the lineup until maybe the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is That's a, a, that is a blow. significant blow to the Padres' chances, I would think. I mean, obviously, Dodgers are still the team to beat. And that, uh, you know what? Giants fans would say otherwise. Right? Um, they had a great run last they year. They did. Uh, and, so who's going to be that team this year? That's, that's a good one. The off-the-radar yes, team that's going to because last year in. was the Jinskis. I got them. Oh, you do? Yes, I talked well, about them. You can't say the Blue Jays because they're going to be a favorite. They are going to be a favorite. You're going to be in really good... 11-1. to 1. Eleven to one. Yeah, that's what they I are. thought I was going to get more. I got and you bet on it. I did. Um, you finally made a bet. Good for you. I didn't. Matter. I didn't make a bet on, on any game when I was out there. You're wild. I know. It just I watch games differently as a better. I got the team. You do. They oh. reside in the American League Central, and it's not a team that I change. In for. the Central, the the the, 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 the Tigers. It's the Tigers. Really? They got money. Why to spend? do you like them? Javi Baez, uh-huh. Miguel Cabrera, last shot. Yeah, I just I think they're on the come. I think the improvements to the young team. They got a manager that you have to love. Mm-hmm. I do. Really good young pitching staff that's starting to could come through to develop. I think you're going to see a guy like Casey Myers, where you saw him early on. There's rough moments. Yeah, I think you're going to see the development out of him. You know, Tariq Scoble, those kind of guys. Now with a little bit of experience, I think they. I think they take a step forward. The White Sox won't run away with that yes. division, though. Yes. Win by double figures. I believe they will. I believe they will. If somebody can push them, I think it's going to be the Tigers. Not that the Twins. Yeah. Not the Royals, who seem to be there on the, their Probably two years uh, arrow away. is pointing up. But the Twins are spending money, maybe. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. still need more pitching. But mm-hmm. Sonny Gray, what did you think of that one? I loved it. You did? I mean, I hated as a Reds fan, which I'm not. I mean, if I was. Yeah. Um, yeah he's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need pitchers yeah, in, in the worst way. way. I don't mind. I don't mind that move. And I mean, the Guardians now are—they're going through their rebuild. Well, I think yeah, there's there's some major pieces on that team that maybe get in their mail in a different city. You got a team that that's like that that you think is going to come off the out of nowhere? Uh, Anybody that's caught your eye at this point? No, nobody yet. Not yet. I mean, I'm so full. I uh, refresh Twitter so many. T- Searching Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time since I've done that. It feels good to be a fan. Got your guy, by the way. Did you see who they signed over the weekend to no. be their number five starter? Who was one of your favorite oh, guys from last year? Kikuchi. Kikuchi. My dude. That was a guy, obviously, I wanted the Twins to sign. Yeah. You're going to like him a lot. As you know, I watched a lot of Kikuchi I know you games. because it hey, it's late. Yes. And the kids are in bed. Yep. Mom's sleeping. And uh, MLB Network. Oh, Mariners are on. Kikuchi's on the bump. Here we go. 
He is throws harder than you'd think. You know, throws more mid nineties. Uh, he's got a little pop to him. He's a fun guy. And you, if you just look at like the ERA last year, like eh, what was Trent so excited about? Take a look at like the projected or expected right. ERA for him. A lot better than the number showed up. Or take a look at the first half of the season and mm-hmm. the second half of the season. So. Um... Yeah, uh, it's good. Why don't we grab Nick Olson? Because it sounds like Doster's going to be late. Why don't we just go out and uh, and, and move Nick Olson up, and then we'll switch Doster around when we get to him. Um, yeah, so so Nick, uh, we're we're coming to you next. By the way, Troy Macker at Bet Rivers just tweeted this little nugget for you Hawkeye fans out there: the most popular bets to make the Final Four. This is since this to make the Final Four since the bracket was announced. So this is within the last what. Um, 18 hours or whatever it's been. Trying to do math on the fly isn't my strong suit. Iowa. There are, there are more tickets have been purchased on Iowa to make the Final Four than any other team. Any other team. Tennessee 2, Baylor 3, Arizona. Uh, Arizona's plus 350 at Bet Rivers to make the, uh, to make the Final Four. And more Bet Rivers customers have latched on to the Hawkeyes to do that than any other team, uh, that has heard their name called on Selection Sunday. Who else is in there? Gonzaga 6. But you know what? Obviously, you're shopping for price at this point. You're trying to get the right price. Um, but I would plus 350 more tickets for Bet Rivers to do just that. Let's get Nick Oson in here. Nick, we're moving all around. Uh, thanks for being flexible. How are you, Nick Oson? Oh, got to press the button there, Kenneth. We're going to be retraining right. out of studio. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? No, doing good. Good to good to speak with you. Got a lot of ground to cover with you because I know you're at Wells Fargo on uh, on Friday night to see the uh, championship game. Little Cyclones look really good. Of course, one of those little Cyclones Cyclone fans are hoping will look really good in a Cyclone uniform next year. But let's go back to the Big Twelve tournament first, um, and then the bracket, the selection show yesterday. LSU comes out. I just go back to the game on uh, on Thursday against Texas Tech and just a um, you know, Texas. Tech just was they were good they they put it to Iowa State. I didn't think there's really no other way of putting it. They uh they were the best team on the floor and they showed it and they looked like Texas Tech for the first time in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there is really no other way to put it. I mean, that was not a game honestly really from the start. Um I expected a lot more out of Iowa State. Granted that's a really tough matchup because Iowa State basically tries to play like Texas Tech light. Uh, with the defensive focus, you know, physical, trying to force turnovers. But that was something I didn't expect. And I think that the Cyclones kind of have to play with something to prove after their last three games, being in the NCAA tournament now after those showing. Texas Tech game, incredibly frustrating. End of the season. I, I think a lot of frustrations bubbled there. But when you look at a big picture, what this team certainly accompl- accomplished in the non-conference, just getting to the NCAA tournament, outside of the most ardent Cyclone fan. That didn't even seem like a realistic possibility coming into the season, yet here they are. Are you hearing much of that, or does the frustration kind of linger, and until we get to the offseason, it'll be hard for people to kind of look back and realize just what this team had done up until this point? Yeah, I think there's a really good mix. I think up until about two weeks ago, it was mostly let's, let's kind of rejoice, let's be appreciative and see what this team has really done. That's kind of the sentiment that I lean on. But then when they see that there's a chance and the team isn't necessarily playing to their potential, I think that some of the frustration kind of boils. I have seen a lot of that primarily in the last week and a half, two weeks. But 
as you guys know, and, and as you say on the show, the beautiful thing about March is you get chances to reinvent yourself, and they're going to get a really good shot with likely a nice kind of fan home advantage mm-hmm. in Milwaukee this weekend. Now, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it worked out very well, and you've got an LSU team who – yeah, I mean, they're, they're down a couple of coaches, including their head coach. They got a new voice that's going to try and guide them through, uh, this period. Um, and, an 11 seed. So it's not like, you know, if they win the eight, nine game, they got to go up against, uh, uh, a Kansas or, or, you know, one of the, one of the one seeds. So I think it worked out very well for them from that perspective. And you know what, Nick? I really believe this, that, uh, there was a lot of the guys down the stretch that looked as though that gas tank was starting to get a little empty, right? Starting to run on some fumes. And the fact that they didn't have a long stay in Kansas City, I think that that probably will serve them well. I would tend to agree. I mean, even from some of the best players like Brockington, you know, what he brings on the defensive end, you maybe saw some of his shots falling short. That tends to be kind of a sign of, of fatigue or maybe some jitters. I don't think it was the worst thing, per se, for them to get some rest, especially as they're going into another physical battle. LSU is a top-10 defense by just about any metric, one of the top teams enforcing turnovers, steals, and I believe they're rated fifth in the Ken Palm defense. So it's going to be another game that's not really easy for the Cyclones to score. Mm -hmm. However, I think they're going into that game with the best player on the floor. That goes a long ways. Also, of course, you have the firing of Will Wade. That lingers over the LSU program. What does that mean from an Iowa State perspective? You got a new coach coaching his first game. Nickelberry, I believe, is his name. He's never coached before as a head coach, and he'll do it. You, do you anticipate any tweaks, anything that maybe scouting-wise or game plan-wise becomes a little bit more difficult from an Iowa State perspective? I think the only way it really gets difficult is if it's maybe a mental thing. Like, you have to know that you can't kind of take your foot off the gas. Kind of like we talked about, like, when Ochai Agbaji was out for that Kansas game against Iowa State. We talked about how that could have kind of been an effect mentally. You have to go in not thinking that there is going to be a letdown or anything like that. I mean, the players could honestly have more of a a burst of motivation, maybe great relationships with this new coach and really want to show out for him. So I think it's more of kind of a mental tendency. I think that the matchup is similar to Texas Tech in that the teams like to be physical, but I think Iowa State has a really good chance. And like you said, it's not the worst draw for them mm-hmm. if you're looking ahead as well. No, you're right. And the two teams, they mirror each other, right? They both got off the great starts. LSU has had some really good wins. They swept A&M. They beat Kentucky. Now, granted, Kentucky hadn't got it together yet. They beat Tennessee. So this is a, this is a program that's, um, that's, that's had some success this year, but Iowa State took some big scalps uh, in their in their own right. I think this is going to be a fun game. And here's the other thing. If you're getting in your car, it's much easier to drive from central Iowa to Milwaukee as it is from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, and I have no idea if the LSU uh, basketball even has a traveling fan base uh, traveling fan base or not. What about some of the uh, the young guys that are going through this for the first time? A uh, pressure on a hunter uh, back in his home state, or does that help him, do you think? That's a really good way to put it. I'm going to say yes to both. I think that at his position and the fact that he's already a leader for this team, there is going to be some legitimate pressure on Hunter. But in the biggest moment, he has really seemed to kind of rise up. I think of, you know, a crunch time at Oklahoma State. I think of making a couple plays at Kansas State. 
those wins, which obviously the team needed every single one of them based on their seed now. But I think he is going to get a nice kind of boost, jolt. You know, TJ's from the Milwaukee area yep. as well, some other members of the staff. I think it's going to be a legitimate advantage for the Cyclones. And I'm really excited to see how they can take advantage. I think that LSU was maybe a little overseeded. I don't necessarily think that Iowa State's not a top 40 team in the country. So I think they could have had a better seed there, like a 9 or 10. I think this is going to be an absolute battle. I've said on the boards, I've written, I think it's going to go down to the wire. And looking ahead, I would say I like Iowa State's chances. I know you guys like to talk betting. The line has already dropped at least a point, some places a point and a half in favor of Iowa State. So I think people are seeing a lot of what we're saying. I'm right there with you, yeah. Seeing it four across the board currently and open up at five, five and a half in most places uh, yesterday with that one. Over to the women's side of things. They get home for the first two rounds like that, but a lot of murmur online. Iowa hmm. gets the two, Iowa State gets the three. Ultimately, if they both get there, all that matters is the jersey color in the Sweet 16 game. But certainly some upset fans about that one. Your takeaway with the women's bracket reveal. My biggest takeaway is that I think that Sweet 16 matchup, if both teams get there, could truly be an all-time game. Not just because Mm -hmm. of, obviously, the in-state teams, but kind of how they match up, the potential, the star power on both teams, Caitlin Clark, Jones for Iowa State. I think that's going to be pretty special, and you just hope, you know, if you're a fan of those teams or really a fan of the sport as a whole, that we're able to catch that matchup in a week, week and a half or so. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great for the state. It really would. I know, like Trent said, a lot of folks uh, uh, disappointed that that's uh, that that potentially lies out there. But uh, that also means that if you're a fan of both teams, you're really just um, you know getting into women's basketball. Uh, one of them is going to make the elite eight. So, uh, do you know this Kevin Nickelberry? I, I just looked him up, Trent. I didn't know who it was until you made. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he coached at Hampton. All right. What do you followed? Uh, what was the little guy's name? Stephen Merfeld. Merfeld. Stephen Merfeld. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, the guy's kicking his legs yes. after Hampton uh, upset Iowa State in the two fifteen game. So he was there and he was at Howard. So he's he has you know blown a whistle as a head coach before, but this isn't like you know you're turning it over to Phil Martelli, <laughs> right? This, this yeah. is this is kind of uh, I would think kind of a, 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 a drop in class and. Maybe not the right way to put it, but that's how I wouldn't horse racing anyways. So what about that? What about a guy that's got got this team for the first time? Yes, he's been on the bench. He's been with them. I don't think this is an advantage by any means uh, because Will Wade, they, they came to play for Wade, right? You come to play at LSU. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, to me, it's really just the timing of all this. I mean, things must have gotten pretty. For sure. I don't know ugly per se for them to do something like this right before the tournament i definitely don't think it's advantage lsu i have heard really good things about his leadership just in okay. the last you know couple of days since this news came out but from an x's and o's you know standpoint i think it only would hurt lsu and that's why I, i've written and said on the podcast i do think iowa state is actually able to win this game as long as the cyclones contingent 
travels like I think that they are able to. Yeah, I'm convinced they will. I I, I really am. So you were uh, at Wells Fargo Arena on uh, on Saturday, on Friday night, on Friday night uh, to watch Taman Lipsy and his little Cyclones uh, cut down the nets. Of course, he's going to be a Cyclone uh, next year. What kind of game did he have? Uh, and uh, from uh, from your perspective, what kind of player uh, is Iowa State getting? Yeah, so that was kind of a positive of the of the quick trip to Kansas City, right? I was able to come back and watch him. I've watched him a few times, and this was easily the most impressed that I have been. I think that he's got a shot to get some run next year because of what he brings on the defensive end. He's really tough on ball, brings it every possession. He's got good handles, great passer. You'd like to see more of, you know, kind of an evolution with his jump shot and, and three-point shooting, just like maybe Tyrese Hunter this year. But Lipsy impressed me. I mean, triple-double state championship and really bringing it on both ends. I think that he is going to be a solid backup point guard next year for Iowa State. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone, alert.com. Enjoy Milwaukee, Nick. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week. Can't wait. Thank you, guys. Thank- Enjoy. Yep, thank you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Rob Doster ready, and he joins us right now. Uh, field of 68. Hello, Rob, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. What's going on, man? It's uh, tournaments here. We got a bracket. Yeah, indeed, we do. What did, uh, from your perspective, Rob? What did the committee get wrong? First of all, if anything. Well, I, I mean, I don't understand why Texas A&M isn't in the field. I think Texas, A&M, and they were they were the fourth team out too. Right. They weren't even the first team yeah. out, which is just I, I don't get it. I don't understand that. I wouldn't. Even... It seems like they didn't really consider the fact that on a. You know, Texas A&M beat Arkansas by a uh, mere 18 points. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they hadn't blown that lead and, and beat Auburn by 20 instead of by 7 or whatever it was, maybe that would have gotten them in. I don't know. I, I don't understand why Texas A&M is on the outside looking in today. I also do not understand how Tennessee is a 3-seed and Duke is a 2-seed mm-hmm. beyond the fact that, uh, that, that Duke's jersey says Duke on it yep. and Tennessee's jersey says Tennessee on it. But other than that, like I, I mean – at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Once you, it only matters if you're in the field as opposed to where you end up getting seated. So um, you got to win six games to get there. You're not, you have no idea who you're going to end up playing as this thing kind of moves along. So, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I don't understand those two things. It's baffling to me. Doster, as I went through the bracket for the first time last night. I was surprised because I'm an underdog player. Betting-wise, I play underdogs. And I was very chalky in my Elite Eight and into the Final Four. How about you? Are we setting up for a chalky tournament? Or do you think ultimately this is going to be as wide open as really we talked about through a lot of January, February, and early March? I think we're going to see a lot of upsets throughout the uh, the tournament. I think that we're going to end up – like I would not be surprised to see a Final Four that has a bunch of teams that are one, two, and three seeds in it. But I think teams are going to get picked off early. Um, I, like I would not be surprised to see, uh, you know, Memphis or maybe North Carolina get to a Sweet 16. I think that Virginia Tech is a team that can make it to the second weekend. I think that some of these mid, like Chattanooga and UAB, mm-hmm. and even someone like a Vermont, are going to be dangerous enough to be able to make some noise. So um, I, I think that there's going to be some upsets early. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that. Once we get down to the Elite Eight and to the, especially the Final Four, we're going to end up seeing those bigger brands and those higher seeds, which is a good thing, right? You want you want Cinderella's early, you want the big dogs late. So yeah. uh, that's kind of yeah. I, I mean, it's it's going to be wild, man. I did uh, I so I just did the one of the podcasts that I do, um, and we all made our Final Four picks 
And the only team that all of us had consensus in the Final Four uh, was Kentucky. And that was it. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, we'll see how it ends up playing out. How many had Iowa and your thoughts on what the Hawkeyes did this weekend and how dangerous they are going into the tournament? <laughs> really dangerous. I mean, if Keegan Murray's going to do what he did against uh, against Indiana, oh. when he finished, what do you have, 32 points, mm-hmm. 8 for 10 from 3? If he's going to play like that, I mean, they might beat the Warriors. <laughs> um, and, and Jordan Bohannon, man, like what a what a shot, what a moment. Yeah. Happy for him. Uh, you know, it's been it's been a long seventeen years that he's been in college, <laughs> but it's nice to see it finally paying off for him now that he's thirty three years old and uh, two kids and a mortgage payment. So good, <laughs> good for him. Um, no, in all seriousness, like I think that they're probably I, I view Iowa and Purdue in the exact same conversation, right? I think both of them have Final Four upside. I think both of them are. Uh, porous enough defensively that they could end up losing in the first uh, first round of the first weekend, and I would not necessarily be surprised by it. But, I mean, those are two very good going. South Dakota State or Providence in the second mm. round if Iowa advances. Providence has been doing it with smoke and mirrors. The advanced analytics hate this team. Ed Cooley, though, he's got some dudes. He's got some tough guys out there. They're going to grind you. A potential round of 32 matchup against Providence or one of the top-scoring teams in the country, along with Iowa and South Dakota State. And they got an Iowa and a Des Moines kid actually the play center for him, Doug Wilson, who is a stud rebounder there. Both those matchups in the round of 32, how that looked for the Hawks. Yeah, I think I think Providence is actually going to have a fairly easy time of things um, in the, the first round. I, I know that everybody loves South Dakota State, and, and I, I, I get it. Uh, all I will say is this. Providence has one of the single best wing defenders in college basketball in Justin Manaya. Uh, the best player um, on South Dakota State is a kid named Baylor Shire. who was a six foot six sophomore, lights out shooter. I think he's shooting like forty seven percent from three or something like that, taking more than five a game. Um, he is he's kind of the guy that, that everything runs around for South Dakota State. He averages sixteen points, eight boards, five assists, knockdown shooter. Uh, Justin Manai is going to take him away, and you take him away. This team, I don't know what the, how great they are offensively, and um, and, you know, they don't guard. South Dakota State does not play defense. And I think that uh, that Providence is going to have their way. The line, I believe, of Bet Rivers right now is two and a half. And uh, I think that that is a, uh, a gift. And maybe it's a trap line, but it just that's, that's one that doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I will be all over the Friars. And I've been as, I don't want to say anti-Providence, but I've been one of the, the people that have been saying that Providence is, uh, is, is a little bit, I don't want to, fraudulent is probably too strong of a word, but you guys get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the most difficult region? Uh, oh man! Well, I think that the region that's going to the region of chaos is going to end up being the East. Yeah. Um, I think that Purdue gets picked off in the first weekend. I think that the winner of North Carolina Marquette should be able to have a chance to beat Baylor. I think Indiana is going to you know make some noise and surprise some people. I honestly think Kentucky has the easiest path to the Final Four out of anybody. Um, I, I think that they probably had the, the best draw out of anybody in this tournament. Um, the toughest, I will say, I think that the top of the uh, top of the South is probably the best. You know, Arizona, you can make a case they're the best team in college basketball. Tennessee got robbed. They are. A, I think they're closer to uh, like a high end two seed than they are the, the 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 three a three seed in this year's bracket. Villanova is Villanova, and Illinois is. Um, they have a player of the year candidate in, uh, in Kofi Coburn. They have three really good guards. They have guys that can make shots. They're, they have a tough matchup in the first. I think I think Chattanooga probably picks, uh, picks them off. Um, but this is a very, very, 
a very top-heavy bracket. And I'll tell you this much. If we can get Arizona, Illinois, Tennessee, and Villanova in wow. San Antonio, I think that will be the best uh, best sweet, sweet 16 region that we're going to see. Tell us more about Arizona. We've talked about him a couple of times. Just don't see him a ton. No Pac-12 network on DirecTV. Haven't seen as much of the Wildcats, certainly, as I'd want to. What makes this team great? Not just a good team, but a team that ultimately can cut down the nuts and nets on the first Monday in April. <laughs> they're going to cut down the nuts. Well, they can do that too. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you know they're they're so they're so fast in how they play. They're, they play at the highest tempo in the country. Uh, they have um, guys that can make shots everywhere on the floor. They can win playing big. They can win playing small. Their five-man Christian Coloco is one of the best rim protectors in college basketball, a great defender. They got athletes on the wings. They got shot makers. I mean, everything that made Gonzaga great over the last couple of years, Tommy Lloyd has taken to Arizona and used to make Arizona great this season. Um, and they got a kid named Dale and Terry who is a six-foot-seven wing that can make threes, that can play off the bounce. You know, they're, they're dealing with this injury to Kirk Creason, right, who is their starting point guard. It's legit, um, too. Yeah, he's really good. He's up and down. Like If they win, he's the reason why. If they lose, he's probably the reason why, too, one of those dudes. Uh, kind of like having Trent on your, uh, your ratings. <laughs> show, right? If the ratings are good, it's because Trent's there. Yeah. If the ratings are bad, it's probably because of something that Trent did. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Dalen Terry is a guy. I thought that being able to have him come in and play the minutes he played at the point guard spot and still be, the t- be a great thing in March, for Arizona because now they have experience playing without Kirk Creason, which means if he has one of his off nights, you know, he has my hope. He's one of these guys that can go six for seven in a game and also go over 12 in a game because he's not going to stop shooting. Uh, if he's having one of his bad nights, I think, I think you can um, take him out and trust the fact that you can run offense to Dale and Terry a little bit more. So I think that's a big thing for them. But the, at the end of the day, they are. Yes. Everywhere on the court, uh, they have people that buy into their roles. They're just they're a fun team, man. Bet Arizona over. We'll never be disappointed. Uh, we have thirty seconds left, Rob Trent. Tell me, we've got to get the break. Uh, just your thought. A lot of folks think that this is it. This is finally the year Gonzaga does it. You're not one of them. No, I have Kentucky winning it all. All right, simple as that. Wild Good stuff. Uh, Rob Doster, Field of Sixty Eight. Where will you guys be traveling, Rob? I'm going to be at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook Casino in Philadelphia for the first two days of the NCAA tournament, <laughs> making a wager or two, probably. Have fun, my friend. We'll yeah. talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Rob. Take care. Let- See you. Rob Dosterfield of 68. That'd be a fun place to be. Absolutely it will be. It was cool seeing him and the crew at the Big East tournament and just where he was. Mm-hmm. He had a post talking about yeah, 18 months ago. Garden. Yeah. yeah. Losing his job yeah. and wondering what was next. Pandemic, and, losing my job, yeah. young kids at home. Now what? Good for him. And he's built it up. Yeah. Big in, in a big, big time way. way. Speaking of Bet Rivers, we're in a little contest with Bet Rivers. What do you mean? NCAA tournament. I haven't heard. You're in. Oh, I am. You're in. And you, not only are you in, they have expanded it. So there's usually been between five and seven people in these Bet River contests. I've got to check done. my email every day, yes, don't I? How do you not check I your email? <laughs> You're such a goof. All right. So there's 16 people. Holy mackerel. In this one. But how about this? After the opening weekend, yeah. we're cutting the field in half. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it'll be down to eight as we go into the second weekend. And then we get to the final four, and only four players wow. will this is remain. Well done. No futures. 
You hear that, Miller? That's the Miller rule, right? No, yeah, of course. This is the Ken Miller rule. No futures. Right? This is about how you bet on individual games throughout the tournament. So you got to be in the top half to advance to the second weekend, or you are done. That's really cool. Yes. Um, who's all in it? Can you say? Yes. Uh, let's uh, go through the crew here. We got some first timers in there. Uh, first timers, we have Rob Howe from Hawkeye uh, yeah. Nation. Good. Uh, Dallas Jones and Katie Joe. Okay. Good luck, Katie. Yes. Uh, and the returning players, returning champion from March Madness a year ago, that's Justin Smool. Yep. Sean Roberts. Biff Hammer, <laughs> Program Director Andrew Downs, mm-hmm. Scott Sipker, Dead Money, Hawkeyes, <laughs> Ted Flint, Williams, Todd Kirk, Todd Bromelkamp, and Ryan from IROC 935. Oh, that's, this will be fun. This will be yes. a fun contest. Uh, well, good stuff. Thanks for letting me know. I'll have to check my email and confirm that I'm in. <laughs> You're we'll, baffling. We will take a timeout, come back. Now, hang on a second. We, we're supposed to do a play today. There is nothing to bet on today. Oh, you gonna bet hockey? Maybe you might be forced to. Maybe NBA floats your boat sometimes. You can play today on a game that doesn't take place today. I could. That's not a bad idea. Might do that. Yeah. I got something when we come back, and we'll find out. It's Miller and Condon. Trent's play of the day. Next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. But you can run it. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament is called 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes on a Monday. By the way, Lee Sterling, handicapper Lee Sterling, is going to join us tomorrow about 10.50, Paramount Sports. I look forward to catching up with Lee. Boy, Kenny White, you had him on on Thursday when I was gone, right? I did, yeah. He he loved Vatek to win the ACC. He's all over Iowa. Nailed it. Uh, I don't know what else he did, but... um, Those are two pretty good ones. Those are two pretty good ones. All right, what are you going to do? I'm playing NBA tonight. Uh I got... Three games that are jumping off the page to me. So first up, this was an automatic one. Utah hosting Milwaukee. Bucks a two-point favorite. I'm playing the Jazz on the money line. So we're going to get them at plus 112 as where I get them at Circa. Pick two. Your son had a rough one on Friday with the Minnesota Timberwolves. A big lead and gave it up. 20-point lead. He just had them on the money line. All they had to do was win. They blow a 20-point... Should I speak with him, by the way? He's betting $750 on a roll of the dice. Well, you you have a little father-son? He's all right. He's all right. Because think of all the things that he was winning at. I guess. you got to take the good with the bad, and Kale likes to fire. (laughs) Makes me nervous over there. Yeah, me too. We're playing his T-Wolves tonight. We're going to lay the three and a half at San Antonio. Wolves with a big win at Miami a couple days ago, uh, back on the road here tonight. And wrap it up, Bulls are at Sacramento. 
Three and a half the number, a little bit tight here. I'm going to grab the Kings and the points this evening in Sacramento. So T-Wolves, Kings, and Jazz on the money line. Three so no parlay, are you? No. Just, well, no. no, no that's no, where no. they get you. Exactly. That's, what, uh, that's where you lose your money. You're tempting, though. Oh, tempting, man. tempting. You look tempting. at those odds going oh, up and baby. up and up. So are we going to be able to talk some baseball tomorrow, like maybe exp- uh, spend a good segment with our buddy Matt Snyder? That would be great. I, I'm with you, Trent. I'm so into this right now. It's going to be a great week. It is. It's going to be an incredible week of sports. It's you're a sport fan, oh, and not just a single sport. You got right. a lot to choose from. NFL free agents going to be wild. Baseball going crazy with all the big names that are out there. And oh, by the way, big <laughs> weekend of the of March Madness, St. Patrick's Day, green beer, like the bars on the. Whew. That's going to be good for them. It's a good, good day. Good for them. Indeed it is. All right, Murph and Andy, they're coming in here in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics will be here at 3. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, Monday through Friday, from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.